chestnuts roasting on an open fire. I, I don't know the rest of that song. To be honest, I'm not a great singer either, but LD does want to wish all the listeners out there tuning in for the Wonder Woman 1984 live reaction podcast. Merry Christmas, a happy holidays, a happy new year, all the above. You know, the, the end of December is a special time out there in the world. Everything's just a little bit brighter, it seems, you know, there's there's just a little uh, little oomph out there into the air and, and people are just kinder to each other. So, you know, no matter what you're doing, if you're if you're happy, if you're sad, if you're by yourself, if you're with a lot of people, it's tough right now with Corona. You know, everyone's doing something different for for Christmas. But, you know, LD just wanted to tell you to, to make the best of things. LD, LD's had a tumultuous uh, couple of years since he graduated from college in 2017. And, and you know, it's not always been great. Had some highs, had some lows, even outside my highly publicized getting hit by a car incident from this past summer. You know, I got, I got hit and run uh, in a car, luckily not on foot, in New York uh, about a year and a half ago. And that kind of sucked. That car still has giant dents in it, but... You know, a year ago, I didn't have the El Disciples yet. It was about January uh, last year, I think, when I called into the Barstool Yak fatefully and, and you know, uh, made a call, made a, made a promise about my knee driving, and there's been videos since then, and now here I am hosting a podcast on my own website, just putting out some content and a little bit of joy out into the world. So I just wanted to wish everybody a, a happy holidays and a great end of the year. And here we're going to go now into the Wonder Woman 1984 reaction podcast. Ho, ho, ho. I, I did this on a Twitter video earlier. That's what Santa's ho, ho, hoing sounds like. Ho, ho, ho. It's not just the words ho, ho, ho. That, that doesn't mean anything, but... Me and my man Noah here. We are breaking down Wonder Woman 1984. This is a big day for me. Noah, talk to the people. Merry Christmas, Audi. Merry Christmas, people. Yeah, very excited that we got to see Wonder Woman on HBO Max the day it comes out with theaters. That's a whole other topic for conversation. That's a bit oh, yeah. exciting and a bit scary at the same time. But nonetheless, super excited we got the opportunity to do that. So we're going to lead off right here with just sort of a quick summary of the movie, like just A to B, and then we're going to jump into, uh, I got my notes, things I liked, things I didn't, not things I didn't like, just, just my notes and things that jumped out to me, kind of my funny observations or serious observations. Then we'll wrap up sort of with what Noah didn't like about the movie and me berating him about that. Uh, and, you know, this is just going to be a quick little live reaction, live discussion podcast. Won't be my longest, but, uh, you know, this should be pretty needless to say. Spoilers. Like, we're jumping into this. If you have not yet watched Wonder Woman 1984, do not listen to any part of this movie. Uh, but the movie starts off in Themyscira. We got this flashback. Young Diana's doing this, like, triathlon against the other the other Demoscarans, the Amazonians. Yeah, it was which I love. I love. I love anything involving games. Anytime there's oh, a, yeah. a competition of some sort involved, I'm in. Oh yeah, they, you, you got to go from like horse. They're they're doing like parkour and like they're jumping on the stumps at a different point. Oh, it's great. But like Diana, Diana like takes a shortcut through the games because she got knocked off her horse, and then right when she's about to win. Uh, Robin Wright, who died in the first movies, are like, no, Diana, like that, you no, like the truth, which I, I don't really, Diana didn't really lie necessarily. But anyway, then we go to Diana, modern day, great 
folks great montage like okay well we're, we're getting to my notes later but modern day diana's saving people she's at the mall there's a robbery at the mall diana stops the mall robbery classic some, superhero fun that stuff is timeless that stuff will yes be yes yes but but there's like like this black market being run out of this jewelry store we got some artifacts i'm in i love artifacts you you it's really funny to think that like you know if you told me somebody born today was magic i'd be like nah come on but if you told me like an artifact like an ancient rune was magic oh boy i'm buying that i'm not messing with that no, so I mean, so we got some magic diana's working at a museum the smithsonian i believe Kristen Wiggs, her co-worker, she's bumbling around. We meet her, you know, they go out to dinner. They, they become little friends. One of the artifacts, like, looks fake, but it's got, like, this Latin thing that's like, you know, hold this and make a wish, you know? Diana's holding it. She's like, oh, I know what I would wish for. Like, there's, there's one man back, you know? Mm. Meanwhile, like, the cheetah, or I'm sorry, Kristen Wiig later is all like, you know, Oh, I wish I could be like Diana because I'm not confident or sexy or super strong, you know? Yeah, after a very effective scene where a man tried to tried to be bad with her, trying to walk her home. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had a little harassment. Diana. See, I'm, I'm not getting too deep into things because of all my notes, so this is just trying to be a quick run-through. We got, we got Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian. He's Max Lord. He's like this pretending he's like jordan belford almost he's like presenting that he's this big businessman but he's kind of a big flop right now but he's he's working to get there you know long story short that stone's got wishing power you know so steve trevor's back it's great we're gonna get more into all that but like you know he, he it's awesome now Kristen Wiig, she's like all hot to trot she's strutting around town being the bee's knees it's great but then Max Lord, he gets this stone and he just starts wishing for everything. He, he becomes the stone. It's wild. It's, it, it's a bit much, if you ask me. But at the same time, like, oh, we got wishes coming true left and right. And it's your classic, like, if you make a wish, good comes with the bad, you know? Like, like you're paying a price for this wish. Ooh. So then... Diane and Steve are trying to track down Lord. They, they go to all these different countries. They go to Egypt, you know? They're, they're, there's... there's really just Egypt and America, if I'm being honest. But, you know, D.C., <laughs> Egypt, that's pretty diverse. So there's some roads involved. Right. Now, they, there's definitely, like, another country. But, you know, they're, they're traveling around. We got a lot of great action. We got a lot of great escapades. We find out, though, that Diana's price for the wish, she's losing her power. She's becoming weaker. She's becoming more vulnerable. Kristen Wiig becoming angrier. Like, that's my – okay, well, we'll get to that, too, later. But – Kristen Wiig and Max Lord both kind of lose their humanities for their wishes. And, and Diana's got to, you know, ultimately, she's got to kind of give up Steve to get her powers back and then stop Maxwell Lord from, from kind of just causing Max, Max, mass mayhem to all of the world with, with too much wishes, too much price paying. Now, folks, we're going to get to what's really important, and that's my observations. This is why we're going to get really into the scenes. I know all of that was extremely vague. I was just trying to lay down lay down some rails to get you in here so to start love the opening like noah said earlier we got games you gotta love games games are great you know it's it's a fantastic fantastic time anytime you got games and and this these games they're on the mascara they're in like 4k it's stunning we've got we, we've got 
you know, we've got all sorts of action going on. We've got beautiful landscapes. It, it's unbelievable. Yeah, we're back to the island of uh, Fiscaria, uh, which was a big hit in the first one. I think everybody loved it. And seeing it again, just cool. Anytime we can go back to that island is awesome. And yeah, Patty Jenkins is just a, such a wonderful director. Those landscapes are amazing. Yeah, and uh, that's that's it's 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 really stunning stuff, and we get some great backstory. But as incredible as it is, it immediately sort of falls to the wayside for me because the opening it's just so beautifully eighties. You know what I mean? Like like, and not only that, but it's so cheesy. It's so it, there's all this action going on, and and like it's so many practical effects. All the cops have big bulky revolvers that they're shooting off. Cop cars are getting smashed. Guys are being bozos. LD loves nothing more than when you got some, the crooks in this. We start with this, this robbery of this jewelry store at the mall and the lead crooks are like, oh, I don't want any of your jewels. I know that you got the black market out the back. Don't you say? He doesn't say it like that at all, but he may as well have with his actions. Like when they get into the back room where all the artifacts are, they're like, oh, look at that. Ooh, jewels. Like, wow. wow. You know? Yeah, it's and meanwhile, too, you got Wonder Woman zipping by frame, but you can't see her yet. Everybody looking. It's like classic Rammy Spider-Man, man. Like, it's, it's just so superhero. I mean, it's another example of how in the, in the first one, it feels like she really understands the superhero genre. In this one, it really feels like she just, she like, just total mission bound to set an identity for these films. And she nailed it, man. Yeah, and then, and then we get this great, we get the introduction to pa Pedro Pascal as, as uh, uh, Max Lord. And like, he's got this really cheesy commercial uh, about about a public oil company where it's like, oh, you send us some money, you get shares of oil, it's great. I loved it because it was such a perfect amount of like, not like, like, I don't need to hear his whole business pitch, but like, you tell me he's trying to sell public shares of oil to people. That's such a great, like, sleazy, like, well, how does that work? But like, it sounds good. Like, if I'm just being dumb for a minute, I'm like, well, I'd like some shares of oil. You know, people always need oil. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, right. and we, we got to bring up his kid too, man. He's, he's such a sweetheart. And Pedro Pascal is immediately this sympathetic villain because of the genuine, genuine love he has for his son. You can see Well, it. not even just that. There's just this scene. So, so like, when we're first introduced to Pedro Pascal, he comes to Wonder Woman's place of work and he's just... You know, he's, he's a little, not sleazy, I guess sleazy is the right word, but not in an evil way. Just like he's, he's, you know, he's trying to be charismatic. He's like flirting with the women because he's got an agenda. He's like trying to get the wishing stone. very comparable to Kristen Wiig's character. Try yeah, well, no, because Kristen Wiig's character at first is like pure goodness. Like she's just kind of a wimp, you know? That's true. He's trying too hard, I'd, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Pedro Pascal, like we don't really know what to make of him. And then he goes back to his office and he just gets ambushed by this executive who's just like, Max Lord, you're a no good loser. You're an immigrant, a dirty immigrant and a loser and a, and a good for nothing. All with his son standing right behind him. It's, yeah, it's, it's very like George Jetson-esque dealing with his boss. It's just very, very reminiscent of like, or no, it just, it happens and all I could think of was like, oh, geez, I'm never going to be mad at Pedro Pascal in this movie now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the lasso action in the mall is uh, the lasso in general in this movie kicks ass. Am oh, I wrong? Right? Lightning? So great. What? 
writing lightning. Yeah, she pulls a bullet out of the air with it. Like, yeah. like just the way she's using it with people and stuff. Phenomenal lasso. Love, love the scene of the old photos in her apartment. We get this great part where we see where Diane lives. There's these old photos. It's like, there's the old gang. Oh, look, Diana helped in World War II as well. We should have known. There's, there's this old lady who I think was probably the secretary from the first movie, but it just really gives you like this, you know, times past. Diana's seen a lot now. She's not the naive, young, off-the-boat Demascarian she once was, you know? Right, and that plays that plays well when Steve come back, comes back later as foils to the first one, where instead of him introducing her to the world, she's introducing him to the world. Well, also, this movie is both like a, a, a an old movie, because it takes place in 1984, but it's like a future movie at the same time, because Steve's all like, they got phones now! Yeah, yeah, Wowee! Cool. You know, like... Oh, it's great. But also, I just have this note. I loved Kristen Wiig in this movie. I, she, I was a little worried about what they were going to, like, it's almost funny because, like, everything else was so cheesy and she wasn't. And I was kind of worried about her being cheesy. Even when she was, like, a klutz in the first third of the movie, that can be done poor, like, annoyingly very easily. Like, she's not like, ooh, look at me, I'm quirky, whoop-a-dee-doo. Like, oh, yeah. like she, you, I mean, if you remember, my, my one of my biggest complaints from the first movie was that, like, nobody seemed to really have any comedic timing and hers was easily the best. In the, mm -hmm. and she, yeah, she... She just knows what's up. She knows how to do that character really well. I, I do have some complaints with her, but we'll get to that. It's yeah, yeah, we'll get to the complaints at the, the end. I'll break through on all of them. The coffee bit. Okay, so folks, they, they find the stone and they're like, oh man, like it's a wishing stone. And this bozo in the office overhears them and is like, oh, that's funny, huh? He grabs the stone and goes, wish I had a coffee. Oh, and then somebody walks into the room and is like, I just got a uh, Barbara coffee. She's not here. Who wants this coffee? And the guy's like, what do you know? <laughs> like, great. Need to know what price he paid for that coffee? Because we oh, later find out. Runs or something later. But yeah, very Okay. I, I would have liked it to be like his family left him because he wanted that coffee so bad, you know? But... No, the, 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 the cost has got to be in the same proportion as the wish. But I, yeah. I, like this, this movie just right away is like, hey, we're hammy and we're not going to apologize for it. Like that's, we're gonna lean into that. There is a great bit where Wonder Woman, uh, we alluded to this earlier, saves uh, Kristen Wiig from getting like groped or sexually assaulted in the park. And Wonder Woman just flies in out of nowhere and like just flips this guy over. And Kristen Wiig's just like, whoa, what, huh? Like how'd that happen? And, yeah, and, even, for and the, even as an audience member, it's like, you barely see it. It's, it's yeah. pretty effective. Like it's, it doesn't feel lazy or chopped up. It feels like swift. But but Gail Godot just sort of shoes her away. I mean, she's like, oh, I take self-defense classes. I was using his weight against him. It's all very simple. It's very <laughs> fun. It was great. That's yeah, super true. I love that. Love when, so Barbara wishes, like, she's like, her wish on the stone, she's like, I wish I could be more like Diana, like pretty and sexy and strong and confident and special. And then the next day she wakes up and like, it's obviously still just Kristen Wiig, but she like, askews her clothes a little bit and then she walks into the office and all the bozo guys are just like like what hunka hunka like what happened to her like I, I it's great said when uh when the when the janitor spilled a mop oh no the janitor ld when the janitor spilled a mop uh mop bucket and she jumped up i i jokingly went like a cat yeah oh it's great that like um oh 
Hold on. This just says love the oil guy intro. I'm trying to think of. That was good. I'm trying to think though. Which oil guy? Let's get a little deeper into the movie when, when, uh, when Steve comes back for the first time. Diana is, doesn't question it really at all. <laughs> She's just stoked. She's just really happy. Well, I think at this point she might know the wishes are coming true. I'm really stuck on, well, oh, oh, I said this part. Yeah, I said I love when Ward meets Diana, like when he's in the office and he's all like smoozing about and he's like, hey, ho. he keeps doing that thing. In the commercial, he says like, whatever you want, you can have. And he like does it in person. He's very cheesy. Totally. Oh, hey, uh, remind maybe you can clear this up for me. He didn't know that Kristen Wiig uh, had the, Barbara had the stone already, right? He no, he did. Head. That's why I did all that. Okay. Because uh, remember, when, when Steve and Diana go into his, like, office later, they find all this research. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So he's been trapped. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I just love the sympathy they gave both of the villains in this. Like, like I said, like, yeah, like, like you, you, you aren't, like, kill them to either, you know, Pedro Pascal or Kristen Wiig in this. It's amazing. Both Barbara and Maxwell Lord, like, they're so sympathetic. Like they, you know, Barbara just sort of gets manipulated a little more easily. But like Pedro Pascal, like I said earlier, that scene where that guy just goes off on him in front of his son is just, oh my God, it's yeah, tough. But, and like he, he never go like he's never a jerk. He's never like, I, I mean, I get his reasoning. He's like, why not give the entire world what they want if they're asking for it? It's a very, it's a very sympathetic intention. So everyone knew that Steve Trevor was coming back in this movie, that, that Chris Pine was coming back in this movie. But what was unbelievable was the way they do it. It's like he's taken over somebody else's body. So he's just at this party, like, looking at her, and he's just like, Diana. Like, in Steve's voice, kind of, she's like, huh, what? I don't know. You see it, buddy. And then he's like, I wish we had more time. And she's like, huh, like, how do, don't you say that to me? You do not know what that means to me. And then she, like, you know, she, she like, finally, like, I don't know, like, he looks different because he's taken over someone else's body. And I, I don't know, I really like that fake out. What did you think of the fake out, Noah? Because, like, for a second, I was like, what's going on here? And then you're yeah, like, oh. I, mean, I was confused about it for a while, and then it brought up some more questions that weren't really answers. Is everybody seeing Steve? What happened to this guy? Does he get his life back, or did Steve just... Well, yeah, at the end of the movie, he goes up to Diane, and he's all like, hey. Kept the wish? Would that mean he would have... That guy just... Yeah, that guy would have been gone. Yeah, it was sucks. evil magic, Noah. Yeah, exactly. Sure evil Noah. Sure. Noah's sure. sitting. Noah's sitting here like, oh wait, the evil magic was evil rats. Like, oh, no, shock. No, but I mean, like, I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised Diana wasn't like, what about this other guy? I can't just kill him for Steve. Uh, well, Noah, she was like willing to give up her powers for Steve and let the world go into chaos. I'm pretty sure she was like, oh, some some random engineer is like his personality has been taken over. All right. I did write that at one point. It just says, it's definitely going to be like, quote, Cheetah, you were beautiful all along. You just needed confidence. Which didn't happen, but, but like, it kind of... This kind of happened. I mean, like, okay, so... That's what Diana was, like, saying to her. Pedro, Pedro Pascal, and I, I, I got to point this out, too. Really cool uh, writing, just clever ways of of uh lord max lord getting what he wants by getting other people to wish for him there, there was some really clever dialogue in how he manipulated this world to getting where he needed to go like him getting into the president the president's office made a lot of sense with the mm -hmm. rules that they set up in the beginning and how he used those rules to get in it was really clever i just like seeing him getting people to wish things for him 
Uh, now here's my, here is the only complaint I think I wrote down. So when Maxwell gets the stone, you're all like, all right, here we go. He wishes to become the stone. His whole thing was that he bought all these oil wells that were dry. I thought he was just gonna be like, wish my oil wells had oil. Cause then he would have like, with the amount of oil wells he had, he would have been like, you know, a trillionaire. And wouldn't that have kind of been a not like, uh, cause the route I thought they were going was like, everybody gets a wish but then they have to like destroy the stone to cancel all the wishes. So I feel like that maybe would have worked better if he was this trillionaire and he was like, you will never destroy the stone. And he just keeps putting on obstacles in front of her. You know what I mean? I see how that could have worked better. I, I, well, I think what they did with him worked more with what they were going for with the character because the character Definitely. was driven, was driven not by money, but by desire, by like not only desire for himself, but, for others to also get what they want. That's what his whole ad campaign was about too. So yeah. him wishing he was the stone makes a lot of sense. And with that research scene, it makes a lot of sense that, that like, you know, he's clearly been thinking about this for a long time. He probably thought out, you know, what if I wished for oil? What if I wished for money? And no, I didn't realize I was dealing with Robert Ebert on the podcast today. I mean, the guy, well, the guy, I'm complimenting you, you know, it was a joke. I'm complimenting you, but I do, I love the gym scene. Cheetah realizes she's strong and she just goes to the gym and she's just like lifting dumbbells and she's lifting barbells. She's like flinging them over her head with one hand, like, and, and all this and that, and all these bozo gym lifters or meatheads are like, hey, bro, look over there at that girl. Like, what's she yeah, doing? Best, best part about that scene was like the 80s aesthetic, I thought. They uh, just, yeah, they all, they all wearing like leg warmers and leotards. and Yeah, Kristen Wiig looks great and whatever she's wearing. It's awesome. The 80s, I do, the 80s gym equipment, too, looked great. We get a phenomenal fashion scene of Steve trying on a bunch of clothes. Another style to the first movie, yeah. Yep. Oh man, he's like he's he's got a fanny pack with all of them. He's he's wearing like an American flag, a leather jacket. He's wearing. And Diana know, might as well be shaking her head at all of them until the last one, where she gives a big nod and a thumbs up. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Oh, the and the trash can scene that was in the trailer, but that did make me chuckle while watching the movie when they're in the art museum. Well, I was going to say the escalator is great. Steve's yes, got to get on an escalator and he like stands on it and, and a great moment of physical comedy from Chris Pine where he's just very unexpected of this, this, this elevator and how to react to it. It just throws him through a loop. I also love the way the wishing works out. It doesn't just change reality. Like, like it actually has to happen. Like there's this moment where Pedro Pascal's company is now getting all these calls because he's all successful. And, he's, and, and the, his one secretary is like, I wish we had more help. And then these bozos keep popping in being like, hey, I had an interview across the street. Like, now I'm here. And they're like, you're hired. And this other guy's like, what's going on in this room? You're hired. Like, it's great. Like, yeah. I like that, like, people didn't just magic. Well, I mean, they kind of magically appear. Sometimes, get what it, I mean. sometimes it, like, literally things would literally just appear, like the nuclear weapons. Well, that's what it seems. But if you remember, he said that. And then like 20 minutes later, the Russians are just like, the Russians are mad. We got more nukes. Like, how did that happen? Like, maybe those nukes got like planted. You know what ground. I mean? Sure. But then, um, but then renouncing the wishes in the end, they all literally disappear. Yeah. Which works very well. Um, also, credit to me, the minute Cheetah made her wish, I knew she wasn't going to need her glasses anymore. And it came in a terrific scene where like, her and seemingly every man in the office are sitting in a circle and like she does just talking about her her day and they're all just laughing at like every fucking word she says yeah, yeah that was very funny 
Oh, that's some good stuff. Um, oh, there's a great, they steal, they steal this plane and Steve's all like, don't worry, Diana, the way I fly, they'll never be able to see us with their eyeballs. The only way they have that's to right. see planes. Uh, sir, there's a plane on the airfield. Yeah. 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 They, they got like radar, obviously. And Diana goes like, oh no, Steve, they can see us no matter what anything happens. Like, I forgot to tell you that. And Steve just goes, well, shit, Diana. Like, what am I supposed to do about that? Yeah, but that 4th of July scene where they're flying through the fireworks was phenomenal. Yep, and they do the invisible jet. They do a phenomenal throw. But like I said, remember I said that in the DC podcast. I was like, they can definitely do more big stuff, like Wonder Woman-y stuff. Because, like, like if they'd done the invisible jet in the first one, I think it would have been very like, oh, come on, they shoehorned that in. Whereas in this one, it's very like, ah, Wonder Woman. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, super clever. The fireworks from above the cloud, very cool. Great. Here's my one issue. Like, Diana loses superpowers for bringing back a dead person. Maxwell Lord and, and, and Kristen Wiig kind of get, like, superpowers, and all they lose is, like, they're kind of mean. Seems like a good trade-off for them, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, super true. Uh, yeah. There are a few of those too, where it's like, did the cost really outweigh the wish there? I love so so so. Uh, Kristen Wiig beats up this homeless man at one point, and it's just great because like he 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 like or not a homeless man. I'm sorry. She beats up like this drunkard. The, the park who assaulted her, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I got it mixed up because I was gonna say she beats up this drunkard that tries to assault her. Then this homeless man sees him and is all like. Oh, Barbara, like, what did you do? And I just love that man because it's like, if you ever saw a beaten up man with a, an alcohol bottle and like a skinny white woman standing next to him, you'd be like, oh, awesome. You obviously like beat up a mugger or something. Like, you're not going to be like, oh my, this poor man. How dare you? Yeah, very true. Well, yeah. You know, different time. What? The 80s, different time. Also, there's this car action scene that is awesome. Diana has to take out like this whole... Auto, automobile guard like like Maxwell Lords added all these soldiers at this point and and it's awesome like she's she's going under the the car she's jumping above them at one point she starts pushing a car uh, like a Humvee and is running while pushing a Humvee as fast as the other Humvees are driving that goes yeah. back to what I said before who who in Marvel can do that uh, Captain America no Black Panther no like the Hulk it that's was it they got they got one guy with awesome powers. It was cool, but while we're here, they really used the her losing her powers thing very conveniently. She's doing all this cool stuff, and then like in the, near the end of that scene, it's like, oh, but I can't do this cool thing because I'm losing my powers. No, she does everything cool in that scene. She just loses her grip because she's like tired. She's not used to being tired. All right, no idea. See, see, we got we got uh, uh, Orson Welles over here just raining on everyone's parade. Oh, okay. How about this? Another note from that scene. Oh, so no, it's not cool when Steve like launches a rocket and Diana lassos the rocket and then goes flying to save children. That wasn't cool. That was awesome. Oh, no, 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 no. It, 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 it wasn't cool enough for you. Oh, ooh, wow. Cool. Yeah, didn't it's just, it's just a convenient thing. It's just stuff you've got to notice, you know? 
would have loved so we end up finding out like the stone's been around this wishing stone it's it's you know took down the roman empires it, it beat the phoenicians things like that would have loved a little throwback of seeing like julius caesar be like i want an empire and then bad stuff happens i don't know would it would have been cool yeah it would have been cool. expecting maxwell lord to have lost his son as the price for his wish because after he makes his wish we don't see his son for a very long time once again he just kind of becomes mean and like starts having things fail on on well you get i mean it's greed right he gets uh, he gets possessed by the by the power of greed it's yeah his cost and he makes the world <laughs> eat itself this this one tour guide uh at the uh at the White House, thought he was going to get it in with Diana, but she was just using him. And she's like, oh, this is Steve. The guy's just like, ugh. Like, great. Very Another funny. Another good trope. Oh, man, oh, man. Uh, uh, Diana and Cheetah get in this big fight in the White House, and it is awesome. And a great little thing. And there's another thing Marvel doesn't necessarily – a hero saves people. A hero's number one priority is not to beat something up or to destroy some robot. It is to save human lives. Cheetah is attacking these security guards. And even though these security guards are attacking Diana, Diana is saving the ones Cheetah is like throwing around. It's awesome. Man, That's out of my hero academia. You're going to get a lot of heat for that, man. Marvel does that all the time. <laughs> no, they don't. Marvel's a bunch of losers. Tell me, tell me who Marvel's ever prioritized saving people. Is the whole scene in Avengers where Captain America is literally just saving civilians. Yeah, it's like 20 years ago, Avengers. What about an Avengers Endgame when Cap's like, you know what, I, I want to go dance with some old lady. Like, I'm not going to save anyone's life ever again anymore. Manoa, how about that? I think that Captain America also existed with the one that also existed. No, no, it didn't. Captain America just doesn't care about anyone but himself and dancing with a woman. Oh man, what a goodbye. What a goodbye between Diane and Steve. As I said in the preview podcast, LD lives for somebody loving one person and never ever anybody else and like always just waiting around for that one person again. Oh man, Steve's like, Diana, I died because you needed to save the world. Let me go. Diana like has to turn and run away to denounce her wish. And like we can hear Steve with the audio fading being like, I'll always love you, Diana. And then Diana's like, I always love you too. I denounce my wish. And she starts running. And then the color comes back into the scene and she's running. And and Marvel's never done anything even cool like that because none of the people can even run fast. They just like can have gadgets and arrows that run fast, I guess. But Diana's running and it's awesome. Now we'll go ahead and complain about the running. Ah, yeah, I was just gonna say I thought it was rushed. <laughs> I, I thought it was really quick. What was really oh, quick? He's gone, and that's the last we're seeing of him. Okay, bye, Steve. Like, thanks for... Well, what do you mean he's gone, and that's the last we're seeing of him? She had to renounce the wish. What, you going to see him again later? No, I mean, it was just rushed. All right, what about this, you know? Because right after that, she learns to fly, thanks to him. Is it not enough that he gave her the gift of flight? Huh? Cool. I'm just saying she no, no, it wasn't cool, life. man. It wasn't cool when we heard Steve's voice be like, wind and current and riding, Diana. You can do that. No, because like he had to go when she wished him away. Yeah. You didn't even like Chris Pine in the first movie. Goodbye. You didn't even like Chris Pine in the first movie. You should have been shooting him away. You should have been like, yeah, go, go. They don't have chemistry. I loved Chris Pine in the first movie. It wasn't, it wasn't on him that they didn't have chemistry. Um, no, I mean, 
Uh, no, they had great chemistry. What are you What are you even talking about? Okay, well, we're going to get to your complaints soon. I cannot believe you complained about the color switch scene and her running. Yeah, I got that. a few in there already. I, I, you know. what, about, what about when Maxwell Lord is, like, ranting and raving, and then he goes, like, he, it, it, like so he's, like, standing on this thing, communicating with the whole world, and Diana's, like, mono, like yelling at him, and at one point he just yells out, like, I'm a forgiving man! It's great. It is the best part of camp in the entire movie. He's just like, I am powerful. Diana, you should have gone with me. Shouldn't you have seen? And then at one point he just goes, I'm a forgiving man. Do you not remember when he yelled out, I'm a forgiving man? I do. It was very funny. My favorite part of that scene was that Diana was not matching his voice at all. He was shouting and she was like, uh, excuse me, can you please stop what you're doing? <laughs> Great bad. Cheetah Diana fight. And I'm happy Cheetah didn't die in that fight. I was worried about that. Where when she like pulls her underwater, I was like, tell me that Diana didn't just like murder her because that's going to be a bit much. But also, I thought Cheetah looked good. I like that they saved her to be the whole Cheetah just for that one scene. And I thought after she got out of the water, it actually looked like great. Like they had that real fur prosthetics because they needed the wet fur. You know what I mean? CGI, I didn't have a problem with. Yeah, yeah, and I, I do think that was a complaint. Something that could have gone wrong going in. Definitely. What an ending! So beautiful. Um, do have to say, oh, credit to Wonder Woman 1984. It was a Christmas movie all along. This yeah. is what I will say, and I hate to say this about myself, but... The theme was in spirit of Christmas, too, I gotta say. Yeah, Possession it's a Christmas desire. movie. Might be the best Christmas movie of all time. LD loved this movie. LD loved this movie, but I gotta be honest. If I was on that version of Earth, when everything was going back to normal, I'd kind of be thinking to myself, like, hey, well, you know... There was a million wishes and 909,999 people undo their wish. And I have my one wish out there. I probably don't need to undo mine because like. Who do you think did that? Oh, it would have been me. It was me in that oh, one. No, who do you think did that in the, in the movie? Lex Luthor. Cheetah. It was Cheetah. Oh, yeah, I thought so. She kind of didn't say that, right? Yeah, I mean, if they don't bring her back to another movie, they really wasted a character. Because let me tell you, if we're getting to my complaints now, Cheetah not being in the movie is probably my biggest complaint. What? That's Wonder Woman's number one that rival. What? That's Wonder Woman's number one rival. Well, yeah, you got that fact from me. But B, what do you mean she's not in the movie? She's in the she's she's like in that movie the whole time. In the Cheetah costume where she fights Wonder Woman as the Cheetah, that's like maybe five six minutes of screen time, and I don't think that. Sure, but but she's definitely like embodying that in the White House scene. Yeah. I, I'll give you this. I would have probably liked to seen like Cheetah like robbing a bank in, in between those two things, just being a villain, you know? But like, I, well, I do no, think, like, I don't know. We... My, my critique here doesn't really fall just on this movie. I think it falls with just the entire superhero genre that we've gotten is they, they waste their villains. Man of Steel, you kill Zod, who's like a, a massive superhero. No, Cheetah's man. definitely coming back. I know, but I'm just saying like, it just... The, the, the stakes feel not as not as big when these when these villains feel so uh, thrown into it and then taken right out. I know she's coming back. I know she just weakened her, but it just didn't. Well, she didn't even like weaken her. She still has her powers. It's just that Diana's stronger than her. Yeah, and it's a great fight. It just that's another thing that felt rushed to me. And it's weird that I'm saying things felt rushed because the movie is two and a half hours long, and it's. 
it's it's weird seeing them try to fit so many things in when they have the time to breathe. Like there's so many things that are so well paced, and then just a few parts that are really important that feel really rushed. So sometimes I think the pacing was focused on the wrong things. Is all. That's so. Here's my one issue: is that I thought it was really cool that Diana and Steve's goodbye was just like up against a broken pillar in the street. Because like there was a moment in my head where I was like, damn, like they're about to go somewhere really sentimental and like you know and like do this big goodbye, but they didn't because Diana didn't want to say goodbye. Steve had to be like, no, Diana, like you know, like you keep telling Cheetah she's got to do this, like this and that. You need to say goodbye. Like I, I need to go. Like I, I love you. Uh, you know all that. Oh, it's great. You just don't love love. You're just a murderer of love. I love love. No, hate love. You no. hate love. No. LD love and the L stands for love. Loved the Christmas ending where she runs into the guy who got her, who got his life back because Steve went away. See, that's you. You're like, oh, Captain America's great. Oh, that meanie Steve took over some guy's body for five days. Captain America let 9-11 happen. Maybe. <laughs> so go ahead. Give me your other false complaints. Hey, it's just, it's really the pacing. Everything else was pretty excellent. I loved, uh, you know, I loved the hamminess comic book stuff. I think a lot of people have complaints in that. I was also reading reviews before I watched it, and I saw multiple complaints in reviews of people saying they didn't do 1984 justice enough because there was no mention of like, or, like the Middle East crisis or like shit like that. And I was like, but many things happened in 1984. Did you want a 1984 movie instead? Yeah, that's, I mean, that reminds me of the people who were like, I didn't like Uncut Gems. It wasn't just a movie about a guy betting the entire time. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know what you wanted. I thought the movie, yeah. I, like, I really did love this movie. It had a lot of heart. It had a lot. Once again, the score was unbelievable. Score was unbelievable. I, think, I texted you this while I was watching it. I, 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 was, I love that guitar riff in the main dun, scene. Dun, dun, and they, they made a really dun, Sounded good. Sounded great, actually. I'll, I'll say it sounded great. And again, this is some of the best action DC has ever had. I the direction. Like the choreography of the fight scenes and stuff, and like the creativity of them oh, and the direction. Yeah, and just the crispness. It feels so good watching Diana swing through the air on that whip, man, and just like using uh, the lasso, just mm-hmm. using it on people. It feels so good. I-, I thought you had some like complaints with the wishes or with Maxwell Lord or something with that, with the magic, or, or you sounded like you had some continuity problems. Oh, well, no, nothing, nothing, nothing too much that I that I can't let go. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a hammy comic book movie, but like just all those, all those wishes happening all at once so quick. It's like, would, would the world really lend itself enough to let all of that happen all at once? But that's such a nitpick. That doesn't matter. Sure, but it is fun when he's just like looking off at nothingness being like, I oh, guess, and I, I, I will grant your wish and take your hair and I will do this and do that. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? It was fun. I, I, I love the scene where he comes up to his, uh, he comes up to his aide in his office and he's like, don't you wish that like I could go meet the president? And he's like, of course I do, sir. And he's like, wait, did I already have you wish for something yesterday? And he goes, yes, sir, a Porsche. Like a Porsche. Yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, no, now, it's, what would you- it's an excellent movie. And, and honestly, uh, it's exactly what 2020 needs, dude. Like not only is it talking about uh, not only is it like hopeful and uplifting and whimsical and would just absolutely make you happy. But it's also talking about desire and how, you know, the things that matter most in life are the people you care about and your family. And at, at, at this time in 2020, that's important to remember. Yeah. 
I agree. I it makes me really excited because I, we have the, the Robert Pattinson Batman movie, which I think is it's pretty much guaranteed to be awesome. The trailer looks great. Yeah, the let's, actors let's say it. Let's say it now. That's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, I also I, I wanted to uh, I wanted to give this movie credit for for one other thing that I'm blanking on. So I will try to remember. think about it for a second because I was just going to say we have the Batman, which is going to be great. Very excited for that Black Adam movie with The Rock. Like at the end of the day, The Rock is awesome. Black Adam is awesome. Like. And I think that's the kind of thing where, like, DC's really going to be like, if we put resources into this, like, this could be our big, like... Like, I, I think that is the most potential to be, like, a Marvel movie out of the DC slate in terms of, like, just being big and shiny and polished and, like, totally. just re- a real tight circle and, like, people... Like, I could see that doing a billion dollars, the Black yeah, Adam. Yeah, and, like, say, say what you will, but these... Uh, I, I, I don't know where people lean on these three movies because I, I haven't necessarily seen them, but since Justice League... Aquaman, Shazam, and Wonder Woman 84 have been way better received by, you can pretty much say everyone, since those first three movies. Um, and and Aquaman Wonder Woman- was, Aquaman was good. Like, I am very excited for Aquaman too. Yeah, Aquaman was fun, Shazam was fun, Wonder Woman 1984 is fun, DC has, you know, they're doing, they've turned it around. Like, I'm, I'm excited to see stuff from them. And this movie, this is what I was gonna say earlier that I forgot, it is, it it feels like an episode of the show, like a really long episode of the show, yeah, because there's no there's no classic Wonder Woman baddie in it. Um, there's no like massive stakes. It's literally just this crystal they find in the very beginning that Grant wishes, and by the end of the movie, it's gone. So it feels like it feels very wrapped up. It feels very tightly knit, and it it feels very episodic, and yeah. that's not something. That's not something Marvel would even think of doing. They're terrified of episodic. They, they, they feel like they need everything to connect. And because of that, as we were saying this last podcast, because of that, it makes a lot of their movies blend in, like a lot. Yep. Wonder Woman yep, 84 can stand out because of, because of its episodic nature. And it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And I, w- I would like to emphasize this uh, while we wrap up, because I, I was thinking of this recently. Um, I was thinking recently how this is one of the few mediums where Wonder Woman doesn't fly, but Wonder Woman doesn't always fly. It's a very, you know, sometimes she does, sometimes she doesn't. She can glide. I did not. What? She can glide real nicely, like the way she just flows through the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. It seems like she's like propelling herself with her lasso, and then she's sort of like, like basically like riding wind currents. But like, I did not see them introducing that into this movie coming, and I thought it was amazing. It was. Yeah, dude. I like, I like flight being introduced too. I I like that. And it ties back with Steve, and there's that great scene where they're flying the plane and and stuff. And it, it, it really is just a shame you didn't like this movie and that you hate love. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to all the elder disciples out there, guys. If, if, if you've seen this movie, recommend it to a friend. If for some reason you listen to the podcast before seeing the movie, I cannot recommend it enough. But at the end of the day, LD's got some very exciting uh, podcast content and, and write, written content in general planned for you guys in 2021. So happy holidays and have a great New Year's. Noah, thank you for joining me. You got it. Merry Christmas, everyone.